If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Walker. And I'm the other co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. <laughs> and we're so glad that you're here with us today. So I was having an experience recently. I have this thing where, I don't know if any of you can relate to this, where I kind of segment myself and like, you know, when I'm with my family, they get this like goofy, silly version of Amy. And when I'm with clients, they get like my brain and super smart strategic Amy. And when I'm with my friends, you know, they get a different version of Amy. And I was at a retreat. Uh, we, I was hosting a women's retreat a month or so ago and I was getting dressed for the day. And I had this distinct thought, like you need to put on play clothes, not your professional clothes. So I was like, okay. So I put on my play clothes that I had brought just to like play with my family after the retreat was done. And I, it really helped me to show up in this space of like, okay, just be all of you. Like, just try that for a weekend, being all of you, being the goofy, being the playful, being the brilliant, being the strategic, being the nurturing, being the kind, just be all of it at once. And it was funny because I would feel myself like start to turn off one to go into the other. I'd be like, nope, nope, all valves stay open. And I had my highest selling, highest converting event ever. And it was the easiest too. like it, it had never felt so easy to be creating so much success. And so I came home and I was like, Monica, we need to like record a podcast about this and have this discussion. Because I think that as women, we do this often where we segment ourselves and we give a part of ourselves to each region of our life, but we don't bring all of ourselves to every region of our life. Or maybe this is just Amy's issue and Monica's going to self-analyze me and fix me. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I love I love how you volley the ball. <laughs> I think that it's a part of the dance. We've mm -hmm. talked about the duality of masculine and feminine energies. We've talked about the duality of family life versus professional life, etc. So we're really good at this duality piece. But all of it depends on our ability to translate, our ability to be uh, quote unquote bilingual. You've, you've heard me use my own history as, as being growing up biracial, bilingual, bicultural, bicoastal in some ways, you know, et cetera, right? So there are some things, let's use the bicoastal, which is kind of, you know, pretty innocuous, for example. There are certain things that are endemic to, let's say, Los Angeles. The weather, mm -hmm. the people, the vibe, Hollywood, movies, da 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 da. Um, even the like holistic, everybody we eats wheatgrass for breakfast <laughs> kind of vibe, right? Uh, that's very useful for, for example, your health, for your creativity in terms of Hollywood, et cetera. 
um, that you can bring to when you come over to the East Coast and you happen to be in Atlanta, Georgia, for example, right? Um, and fried chicken on waffles with syrup. Yeah, yeah see? And it's not and as then, gross as it sounds, as somebody who did not grow up here. Like, first yeah. time I try it. So that, like, that's okay, what I awful. mean, that it's like that, that bringing your whole self to your whole experience, you, it requires that you take here we go with the facts of life again, that you take the good and you take the bad, you take it all. And there you have <laughs> the whole experience, right? Um, and so it's not so much that we don't want to. I think, I think if we watch children in their natural habitat, it's like a natural thing that human beings just do when mm -hmm. we have not been acculturated otherwise. It's, it's more like you're calling yourself to melt away the things that have kept you safe in the past because that map no longer matches the terrain one of the reasons why we compartmentalize is because it keeps us it gives us a certain level of certainty it gives us a certain level of here's what you can expect and here's what's not allowed and what's allowable and blah 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 and that gives you a certain sense of safety and eventually what happens especially for us as entrepreneurs is that the safety isn't in what's allowable and or allowed or what you show or don't show. The safety is in self-trust and knowing that no matter what shows up and that however much you can accept yourself and accept the wholeness in others, you can then create a win-win situation that will require your ingenuity, your patience, your asking questions, transparent communication, radical honesty, you know, resilience, persistence, resourcefulness, and all these other things that it's like, whoa, I really have to become a full version of myself in order to deal with all this bull. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah but what other game would you would be more interesting to play than that to be your full self yeah so it's interesting because i know when we interview people one of the most common things that comes up for them uh for when we say you know what's the inner inner dragon you've had to slay it's it's a uh, imposter syndrome imposter syndrome yeah i was oh my gosh i almost said dementor sig uh, syndrome that is a harry potter bad guy imposter syndrome. Okay. So yes. Yes. Uh, I've been talking with Levi about Harry Potter, um, imposter syndrome. And it's funny because I felt like for many years that what my clients wanted from me was they wanted my strategic thinking able, like I am a great problem solver. You bring me a challenge and we will look at it from five different ways and we will find the best simplest way to get it there. And it's just like, boom, easy, done. And I thought that was what my clients wanted from me. And as I have been focusing on giving them more of me, I realized that people are attracted to you because they sense the rest and they want it, they're hungry for it. And the more that I show up in vulnerability, and that was the thing, it was, it was fear, right? Fear of being vulnerable, because if you hired me to be the person who has answers and can guide you where you want to go, then you don't really want to see the places where I have no clue what the heck I'm doing, right? Like, that's not what you want from me. But as I show up in more of a space of vulnerability and, show, you know, and honor my imperfections, they feel like I'm more human, like I'm more relatable. They're willing to go more deep in our conversations. And it's so much easier for me because like, I used to hold myself to these ridiculous, like, have to get everything done on time. You know, like if I said, I'm going to do it, I'm doing it, even if it's at my own detriment, 
And I've been growing in that space and it's been easier as I've just been saying, oh guys, guess what? I'm sick. I'm going to have to reschedule this. Or, you know, here's the recording. Last week was really busy and um, sorry that I couldn't get it to you two days ago and I'm getting it to you today. And there's just been a lot more grace. Not that I'm like trying to be, you know, totally irresponsible all the time and never honor deadlines. That's not the case either. But just when I'm, when I'm not able to implement perfectly to be like, here's, the reality, and I haven't had anybody who's like, well, you're fired. I hate your guts because you, you know, aren't able to do this thing for me until Wednesday when yeah. I wanted Monday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I think also coming out of this, uh, you know, post pandemic mm -hmm. consciousness is I think a lot of things got put in perspective about what's important and what's not, what's valuable and what's not, what's do or die and what's not. Yeah. Um, you know, some of us have lost dear ones. We've lost friends or we've lost family members or we've lost even sometimes opportunity costs professionally, et cetera. And, and then you're standing in the after effect of all of that. And you're like, you know what? To quote the honorable Elton John, <laughs> I'm still standing. And, and it's okay. And the world did not fall apart. And I did not become a puddle of nothingness. This is like, I'm much more powerful and resilient and resourceful than I gave myself credit for. And people are far more graceful and forgiving and understanding than I gave them credit for. And mm -hmm. somewhere in the happy medium, my humanity can be met with my mastery and people can celebrate that and, and then give grace where, where grace is due. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to do a, I want to do a listener challenge. Can we do a listener challenge? Yes. Let's do it. So here's what I want. I would love for all of us to think of one area that we've been maybe keeping a part of ourselves in the shadow because we're concerned about judgment or we're concerned about how well it would be received. And for some of you, know, what's interesting is for some of you, it's um, like the greatest part about you, but somebody said it was too much. So you've been trying to keep it like on low heat when it really wants to be on high heat. So I want you to think of what that part of you is that you want to bring out of the shadow and just do it this week for one week, be all of you and see how it goes. I think that you will surprise yourself with how awesome it is and how much easier success becomes. I just got, I just got a sphincter pucker moment when you said that, because I was like, Ooh, shall we confess ours right here, right now? And, and, okay, and yeah, confess your, raise confess the bar. <laughs> yep. Do it. What is it? Oh. Well, okay. So it's a little bit of a tie. I think, um, one of the things that I have had, um, that I've been very hesitant to let my freak flip freak flag fly with is my goofiness. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I appreciate your humor so much is because like, look at her. She's not even trying to be funny. She's hilarious, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and also just how much of a, like, I'm readily, I'm the opposite of emotionally unavailable. <laughs> right? It's like, I feel it all and I, and I can be compassionate, but also I'm, I have no problem with like letting my anger fly without it being damaging. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes the no drama thing is people who have been traumatized by somebody else's dark emotion. So they're like shut down all emotion. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, there's a there's a way to have it all without it, you know, like causing death and destruction. And but because I know that and because I'm so conscious of that, I'm very 
tentative about letting my whole emotional self come out. Mm, that's good. Okay, so my sense of humor has totally been on the table, like off the table for a long, long time. Like it really honestly is just you who have thought that I've been funny. And so now I've been like, be, but like, I'm funny at home, but nobody appreciates it. You know, like I do hilarious things all the time and they just look at me like, whatever, that's my weird mom. Um, so I have been bringing my sense of humor into business more, even like my ads, um, are so goofy and off the wall and yet they're performing because it's just, it's just more me. So I'm trying to bring that more in with my clients. And then the other thing, and this is the thing that, um, I think, I've kept in the shadow out of fear, the sense of humor thing. It just, it felt like, I don't know. It just felt like it didn't have a spot because it was too weird for being professional. Uh, Cause my sense of humor is bizarrely goofy. Um, but the other thing though, this is where I feel like a hypocrite is that I have really built my business off of encouraging people you can have a strong family and you can be incredibly successful in business like that's i think a lot of the times why people hire me because they're like look she's doing it she's been married for 20 years she loves her husband she's got all these kids if she can do it i'm sure she can show me how to do it but you guys it's hard and sometimes like i'm doing it but i feel like i am holding on by like the skin of my teeth. Is that what that saying yes. is? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, which is actually weird because your teeth don't have skin unless you haven't brushed them for a really long That's time. That's the point. That's exactly the point. Skin. <laughs> Sometimes I look at my kids' teeth. I'm like, no, your teeth have grown yellow fuzzy sweaters. Um, anyway, what I was saying though, is I have felt like if I, if I'm honest about how hard it is, then people won't want to do both. And that's been the fear. Um, and, and so I feel like I've had to make it look like it's smoother sailing than it is. When in reality, there have been times in my marriage and in my business and with my kids where the waters have felt very turbulent, but I, I didn't give up and I kept going and I kept swimming and it leads to a really beautiful place. But yeah, it's, it's not been an easy journey for sure. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that you said that because I think that um, sometimes we do other people a disservice when we show them only one aspect of ourselves or, or one version of whatever it is that we're wor working through. Now, that's not to say to vomit it all for public consumption, right? There's there's a sacredness and an intimacy that happens with going through your own process. But to at least be honest about what that process is, is I think uh, the greatest gift. I remember that movie. Do you remember that movie with Susan Sarandon and Richard Gere? I think, yeah, J-Lo was a dance teacher. Shall we nope. dance? Oh, come on, man. Okay, so in the movie, he was taking secret dance classes because he loved to dance, but he didn't want to admit it to his wife. So he was kind of like taking, staying from work late, but he was really going to the dance studio and da da da. So Susan Sarandon plays the wife and she thought that he was having an affair. Mm -hmm. So she sicked a private investigator on him, which come to find out, no, your husband's not having an affair. He's taking private classes, uh, dance classes. He's mm -hmm. not even having a, a, an affair with the dance teacher. He's just taking dance classes. Like, that's all he's doing. Um, and so then when she found out the answers that she wanted, he, was, she said, he says, do you want me to keep on watching him? And she says, no, let him have, let him have what he, like, that's something that he wants. Let him have it. 
And then he said, the, she said something to the effect of the greatest gift that we can give another human being is to be a witness to their life. Oh, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. And I think that when we allow people the honor to be a witness to our lives, even the parts that we don't like, even the parts that we grapple with, even the parts that we have not yet completely figured out yet, it... Um, some people, yes, of course, they will weaponize it against you. That's part of being vulnerable is that you don't, you never know what may be coming on the other side. Um, but the other part of it is that somebody else will find hope in that. Somebody else will find resilience in that. Some, you can help but model what's possible for somebody else. They might glean some lessons out of it and allow themselves the grace. Because like, oh, I'm not a complete idiot that I keep mucking this up. Other people have had to deal with their own mistakes and their own missteps, and and so can I. I can deal with mine too, you know. And I and again, the missed opportunities pale in comparison to what the possibilities are when you keep on going. And I think that's the value of being able to witness each other's lives in that way. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so we want to hear from you guys. What are you excited to bring to the table? And what are you maybe a little hesitant or nervous to bring to the table? Um, but coming in with the just the faith and the trust that bringing all of you to the table is the best, is the best option. And I will just tell you, business is going to get easier. Clients are going to be happier. Um, family is going to embrace you more. Like all the people that matter are going to be excited and stand up and cheer for you. And the ones that tell that other piece to go back into the shadow, maybe they're not the ones for you, right? Maybe it's okay to say, I love them, but I'm not listening to them right now. I like that. that, that that's way sweeter than what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, there are a lot of people that I love, but there are a few people that I listen to. Thank you everybody for being here with us. We so appreciate you and your listenership. We appreciate your comments, your um, following and spreading the good news about your circle of influence. Come join us on Instagram and let us know what you thought of this and any other episode. You can find Amy at Amy Walker Coach uh, on Instagram. You can find me at Monica Ogando and you can find us at Your Circle of Influence Podcast. Thanks everybody. Thank you.